It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to Me and Paranormal You with your host, Ryan Singer. It's more fun to believe. Third third year bonus. So you wait till high tide. That's the best time for when you unfurl the bacon, then it's raw, uncooked matter, and then you cure it, and that's where it gets cured. And when you're curing bacon, the best way to do it is out there on the beach, uh, fresh water, not the salt water, and at high tide. High tide. That's when you cure the bacon. So don't forget that next time you need to cure that bacon. Okay, uh, join us next week on, uh, uh, I got a cure for that, with a Harlan Bittrop, that's me, Harlan Bittrop, I got a cure for that, stay well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to a 30-year bonus content that is still happening. We are still doing them. They are still happening. This is Ryan Singer. I'm very happy to be reporting, reporting live. Uh, well, actually, I'm reporting, uh, you know, from the future past. Because you're listening to this in the future from when I'm recording it. It will be the past from when you listen. This is the future past. How something can be the future and the past simultaneously. Um, and see, and just knowing that simple fact knowing that simple thing, how, how one moment in time can be the now, the past, and the future, it makes me better understand the possibilities of all of these things that we discuss. Because it could be, it is, it, well, not that it could be, it in fact is the future past now. It's the future past now, the FPN. 
It's the future now, or wait, it's the past now future. PNF. Well, I don't know what's the best way to say it. It's the PNF. It's the FNP. It's the NFP. It's the now future past. Now, NPF. NPF sounds good. FNP. Uh, okay, I think we get it. We can just mix those letters into many different combinations. I would guess nine combinations because three by three or something. Um, so anyway, there's three letters and there's three spots. Okay, so um, I don't know if my math's right on that. The point is, we're going to talk about the history of alien abduction, alien contact, uh, contactees and abductees. I mean, we're going to get into it a little bit. Um, we are going to probably be derailed by it um, on tangents, on wild, wild, fanciful thought processes, processes, um, that are happening because I'm at home. I'm jazzed up on some caffeinated beverages. It's late. Um, I've been home for a week. I've been really loving it. I love being home. I'm so loving being home. So I feel better. I feel recharged. I feel jazzy, man. I feel jazzy, man. I feel good. I'm driven. I'm jazzy. Been doing some shows. Feeling good. Headed to Phoenix this weekend. I will be in Phoenix. I'm going to plug now. Phoenix, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Boom, 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 boom. That will be the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Uh, you have to go to my website, please, ryansingercomedy.com backslash tour, and you will see the specific venues. Three different venues. Uh, I think one of them is called the DeSoto Central Market, one of them is called the Rock Bar, and one of them is called Tosos. Those are all three different locations in the general Phoenix area. One of them is Scottsdale area. One of them is, uh, you know, other areas, uh, you know. So, and then I'm back home real quick for a short little reload before I'm out for like a month, all of July. The Pocket Full of Crystals tour is uh, kicking into the the final monster leg. So, all over the place. Please check those dates. Uh, I got crystals. I got all kinds of crystals. They haven't been stepped on. They're pure, man. They're pure. I've been meeting a lot. Of, everybody's... There's so many people are getting into crystals. Maybe it's the people I'm meeting and maybe it's the people I spend time around. And sure, I've got some comedians. Well, most of my friends are comedians. And sure, a lot of them are not into crystals necessarily. And they think I'm a real fun guy to be around. <laughs> I showed up on something tonight. I was doing a, uh, helping out a friend with their, uh, some friends of mine with their little, uh, not little, their little, uh, they're, they're filming a project. They have a project that they're filming for something. And I show up and uh, someone's like, I walk right in the door. And the first thing is uh, an old friend of mine I haven't seen in a, a few months, a comic here in town. He's like, hey, it's a crystal guy. I was like, yeah, that's me, baby. I did not uh, come adorned in all of my crystals just uh, because I was acting. I didn't want to be to myself in the role, you know. I bring a little bit, a little bit of myself to every role, but I don't need to be wearing on them crystals all the time. The term alien abduction or abduction phenomenon described subjectively real memories of being taken secretly against one's will by apparently non-human entities. Uh, we'll call them, uh, you know, aliens, and subjected to com complex physical and psychological procedures, uh, operations, uh, experimenting tests and the like so uh, i think we're all probably familiar generally with that uh, 
Now, when it comes to the history of alien abduction, you might not know specifically who or when. Uh, uh, this was sparked. Uh, my curiosity has been sparked for a couple reasons recently about this. I, first of all, it's another one of these things where I cannot believe I haven't covered this yet. But here we are, alas, in the FNP doing it now, before, in the future. Um, someone told me that they said that they heard the first alien abduction story was um, a guy who went to the hospital and had something up his bum. And he said the aliens did it. <laughs> and they said that they were told that that was the first alien abduction uh, story. And it was a guy trying to literally cover his ass. Um, you know, literally and figuratively, I guess. So that doesn't seem to be the case in my research. Uh, I'm sorry out there. That is a, that is a very comedic and, and fun, uh, fun idea. I have had experiences with, uh, I think we all have hopefully by now where we we know nurses or doctors in our lives and they've got some great stories about the x-rays and the people who come into the hospital with things jammed up their bum. I luckily have never lost anything up my bum. Uh, you know, knock on wood. I have never lost a chess piece or a G.I. Joe or any of these other things you hear about uh, getting lost up there. It would be um, nice if, if, if that did happen, that maybe an alien could, you know, maybe... They had some kind of task force that would come down and help you with that situation. It wouldn't be so much as a, pro, a probe at that point as much as it would be a retrieval. I don't know why I said it so demonstrative. A retrieval. Um, I hope you're staying um, positive and um, keeping your sanity in our world today. I, I know I my sanity was tested slightly over a week ago. You know, my... Um, I w- you know, I, you all heard that. I'm doing better. I'm doing. Oh, let me get a little sip of this. Let me get a sip of this uh, soda here. Diet, some diet soda. It's awful. But you know what? You know, I got to do it. I don't have to. I choose to do it so I can bring you this content and not fall asleep. I mean, because I will watch the. Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children again. I watched that the other night. It's a good... I mean, it's into all this stuff. I mean, all these kids' movies. This is what, this is what you begin to understand the more you binge watch kid, a bunch of kids' movies just to try to feel safe in the world. You, you understand that uh, kids' movies are... It's all about all this stuff. It's all about superpowers. It's all about... Um, Things that allegedly aren't possible. But are we... I think we're past that here. I mean, if you listen to my most recent interview with my my friend and roommate uh, and singer in the band Cousin Liar, uh, Aaron, you heard her tell a story that... Um, I don't know if I've, I've had a story that um, creeped me out as much as that one. Um, in the moment, and I really tried to downplay it while we were talking because I didn't want everyone to get creeped out while I was interviewing her. I didn't want to, you know, spark. I didn't want it to be a war of the world situation, <laughs> as if the mind cast has that reach. 
Nonetheless, what you will know here is that um, this topic about alien abduction is, um, especially when it comes to the, uh, you know, taken secretly against one's will, that becomes a scary situation. And um, it, that doesn't sound like a situation that many people would necessarily volunteer for. Although some people seemingly want this. There are people purportedly who wish they would be abducted, but taken by the alien. Take me away, take me away. That's a little bit different than what we're talking about here. Uh, we're also talking about alien contactees. There are certain people who do not consider their experiences, their contact with non-human entities um, to be abductions, but they consider them to be uh, having contact. There's a big difference there. And, ooh, oh, that's the second reason. Um, I, uh, my curiosity has been piqued. I told you my friend, my uh, roommate Alex brought it up to me about like he had heard that the first alien abduction was a guy saying something was lost in his his user user his user or what, his what his bum. Um, but also, I've been in contact. I have been in contact as a seemingly human entity. Although you know what, the more and more we start getting into summer, and the happier I get about the heat, the more I'm realizing I just might be a lizard. And you know what? If if it turns out I'm a lizard someday, don't act like I never told you. But I'm not here trying to dominate the world. I'm just trying to fit in, man. I'm just trying to have a good time. I'm just a I'm a cool lizard. Okay? I'm a cool lizard. So I have been in contact as a seemingly human uh entity with a few different people that I hope to be interviewing very, very soon, if not later tonight even. Although it might be a little way too late at that point, um, but you know why not have a a two in the morning, late night chat? Um, so there's a couple people that I'll be interviewing that have experience in this area. I hope uh, I'm not trying to jinx it. I don't the the more and more I I grow older the more I realize I've decided I no longer believe in jinxes. I have decided to no longer believe in a jinx. So I'm just done with them. I have decided that the jinx no longer has power over me. I no longer will, I will never be jinxed again, knock on wood. See, that's the, I guess that's the joke. So anyway, there are a couple different people who have experience with uh, alien abduction and uh, alien contactee. Uh, contact that I hope to be interviewing very, very soon uh, and bringing them to you, if not this week, you know, within the next couple weeks, for sure. All kinds of good stuff. I got some good interviews lined up. I mean, they've all, they've all been very fun. Uh, Jenny Ashford is going to be uh, returning to the program. I'll be interviewing her this week, I, I believe, about her new book. Um, and I've got exciting stuff uh, on the on the horizon uh, later this summer that I'll finally be able to tell you about potentially now when it comes to objective physical evidence with alien abductees 
there are tales of people having chips removed from them that have no, uh, you know, they have they have no reason for being in there, um, and and people are like, well, what is it? Why 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 is this? Why is there a chip in there? There are people who say that they've had. Uh, I think we're all familiar with communion. Uh, we've all seen the cover of the book. It's terrifying. Um, but who are these people? Is there a specific type of person that is contacted, that is abducted? Are there people being used to create hybrids? Are non-human entities, are aliens using human women, uh, using their eggs, using the sperm from, from human men to create hybrid uh, entities, creatures, kinds of people things? It's a good question. Many people will tell you that, in fact, they are one of these people who are being used for that. And am I going to sit here and tell you that they're a liar? You bet your sweet tush I'm not. See, I operate from the uh, from the position of, you're telling me something? I'm going to believe you. Unless I have a reason to think you're lying to me. Now, that might not be the most scientific approach to uh, to life, but it's like, hey, we're having conversations here. You know, I don't need the scientific method when I'm breaking down your, your conversation. Now, they say the burden of proof. The burden of proof is a big thing. And we all know that in science. So the burden of proof is um, is on the person making a extraordinary claim about extraterrestrials. If you are making the claim that you have been abducted, taken from the earth into a spaceship, things have been done to you, and then you are delivered back to your house or wherever, people want proof. People want evidence, and that's not them being jerks, you know, typically. That's just people being like, oh my God, I can't believe this. This is a crazy story. Show me. We all want evidence in life about all kinds of things. I love you. Prove it to me. Would you move a mountain for me? Well, that's a, it's a difficult thing to do, to move an actual mountain. But I would move across country. Someone says that, and then you're like, okay, then maybe you do love me. Would you, um, would you marry me? Put a ring on it. Proof. Physical proof. As much as I think rings are ridiculous, and I have no intention. Um, I'm just going to put this out there. There are people in my life that know this, and I don't think it'll be a shock to them. Um, and I don't think that they'd, they would take umbrage to it. Uh, I have no intention of ever buying a diamond ring. I don't care if it's like safely sourced or like, you know, humanely sourced diamond. I have no intention of ever buying a diamond ring um, for that matter, for the, for the matter of, of marriage, um, of, the, of the law, of the lawful agreement of two people. Now, 
whether you want to get into the history of women being property and all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. We could, we could do that if we wanted, but that's not what this Mindcast is about. Um, what it's about is it's proving, proving your uh, earnestness. Okay, so you say you were abducted. Prove it. Are you willing to be hypnotized? Are you willing to be interviewed vigorously? Are you willing to provide clothing for scientific testing? Well, Betty and Barney Hill, they sure were. And they just also happened to be um, one of the, if not like the absolute first, I guess, reported case of alien abduction. Very fascinating people. Very, very fascinating. So much going on here. And I think the movie's coming out probably. I don't know. I'll have to check. I'll have to do a little digging further. But a biracial couple in the United States of America in 1961. Civil unrest, you bet your sweet tush. They were in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which was not the South, as you know. That's a, about as northern. That's <laughs> about. You don't get a lot north, more north, norther. You don't get a lot more north than Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which are where I was just a few months, a couple months, a few months ago. And I cannot believe I wasn't, I, we didn't have, I didn't have any time. I had zero time to go. And it was cold. It was, God, I mean, it was cold, man. September 19th, 1961. This is the, the, the account of Betty and Barney Hill being abducted by aliens, up to nine of them, I believe non-human entities into a flying saucer, into an unidentified flying object while they were driving home from Niagara Falls and from Canada on a vacation. And uh, Betty, if I'm remembering correctly, the story, she thought she saw a shooting star and then realized it was moving up and not down, told her husband, Barney, who was driving the car at the time, about it, and then uh, they pulled over and they looked at it he got out the binoculars and he thought it was a uh, commercial airliner or something, you know, driving from, from, or flying, driving, flying, you know, to Canada or something. Then he realized, oh, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not. And so then, boom, they were in hot pursuit, which is bold. I'm going to tell you, it's bold. I mean, little did they expect what was to happen next. I mean, but that is a bold choice. It reminds me of when my stepmom saw a tornado. We all saw a tornado in the car. This was years ago in Dayton, Ohio. And my stepmom wanted to go chase the tornado. And I was like, no, we, we, I need to get into a bathtub and get a phone book on my head. I don't need to be chasing a tornado. We're storm chasers now? You work in an office, Stephanie. We're in an SUV. Sure. But it doesn't make me feel more safe than if I was in a uh, you know, a Corolla. Tornadoes care not for what vehicle you, you, you're you in. Just because you're in a Hummer doesn't mean a tornado is not going to pick you up and throw you somewhere. Lord, am I right? Can I get an amen? So she wanted to chase it. That was her instinct. Her instinct was, I guess you could say she had the fight instinct and I had the flight instinct. Does that mean that uh, she's more brave than me? No, it probably just means that I'll live longer than her. <laughs> if ever faced with tornadoes out in the open field. 
um, my curiosity would not be to go investigate it closer. It would be to find shelter and live another day. Well, Betty and Barney had the, they had the fight instinct. They had the pursue. So they pursued and they followed. And then this thing decided to, uh, you know what, take a little closer look at them. And then this is the first case of lost time. And I'm very fascinated by lost time. Because the interesting thing here is, with this particular case, I'm giving you a little bit of the back, the end story here. They're not interested in uh, fame, fortune, celebrity, and any of this kind of stuff. Very low-key after all of this. They did a couple of you know public things. A couple, handful of things. They were not interested in like going around the country or the world being like the abduction couple. That wasn't their MO. People will usually say people want attention. You know, people talk about Bigfoot, they want or aliens. These people just want attention. They want someone to listen to them. They want attention. They weren't interested in that. And this was the first this was the first story being told of by people about this, right? Documented. So they didn't have the narrative to, you know, borrow from the collective pop consciousness, if you want to call it that. The the popsciousness. So but they talk about lost time. And they also are talking about telepathy without knowing what telepathy is, not knowing the word telepathy, they're describing the aliens, communicating with them in ways where thoughts have been made clear to them or communication is clear to them in their mind, not knowing what telepathy is, not even using the word telepathy when they describe it. So what they're doing here is they're organically stumbling into, or they're organically, I should say, describing phenomena that has been described by many, many, many people since. Now, are these many, many, many people borrowing from Betty and Barney? Who is to say? Some of them certainly are. I bet a lot of them aren't. My money's on a lot of them are not. I mean, because you can get, you know, because the overarching thing here is the presence of aliens and the existence of intelligent life outside of Earth and do you believe it and do you believe it's happening at the same time in the huge scope of the history of the universe I do understand and it's a new it was a new concept introduced to me not that long ago that melted my brain and I like when that happens I enjoy that there could have been millions of super advanced alien races that have long since perished or burned out for whatever reason, right, that will never meet. And for us to reach a level of advancement in technology, to be able to explore space and then come in contact with another civilization of creature that has also developed advanced intelligence somehow, some crazy way. I mean, because if you think about that, the fact that we even got consciousness, it's like blows my mind to think about how my mind can even be blown. So for those things to line up, to have two different advanced 
alien civilizations because we would be alien to them. And then we stumble upon each other in the vastness of this huge, huge sandbox that is space. Well, wow. I mean, are you serious? That sounds crazy, right? Uh, or does it? Doesn't sound so crazy when all these people are having these experiences. And then, well, then you have people saying, well, these are all the gin. It's all gin. Uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley will tell you that it's all gin. I mean, I don't know if she's still saying that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sure I'm summarizing. Uh, a woman who has dedicated <laughs> a large chunk of her life to research and writing and hard work and doing the work about the gin. And uh, for me to summarize it so simply is, is doing a disservice, certainly. But I will tell you this. I believe that it's happening. I believe these people. I believe many of them. I believe in their honesty. I don't think it's beyond the scope of imagination to understand that people want to share their story from time to time. Because guess what? If this story happened to you, would you share it? It's one thing to tell your friends you saw a UFO. That's one thing. It's a whole nother thing to say you've been abducted. To tell your friends about that. To tell your friends that they've impregnated you with a hybrid that they will then come take soon enough. Maybe. Or that they extracted sperm from you. Imagine that conversation with your friend, even your closest friend, who might not even be a skeptic. When it comes to sharing these stories and alien abductees and contactees, if we could pause for a moment and, and, and just understand the bravery it takes to, to discuss these things with people, it's admirable. Yet, these people are mocked and ridiculed many times by, you know, by certain people. But that is part of the bravery. Because you know. Because if you're listening to this, chances are you've had something in your life. You can do something in this life. Or, you know, you've seen things in this life. And we know, and I've had very limited experience with that. I mean, sure, you know, a couple of times they were they were pretty big and kind of like they were very paradigm shifting for me. But I know, and I know that you know. Talking about this, it brings ridicule. It brings people laughing, thinking you're a fool, thinking you're crazy, thinking you're an idiot, thinking you want attention, whatever. So when it comes to being uh, an alien abductee, that's like top of the list. That's top of the list for me. Oh, you had an alien take you up to a ship? What'd they do? Oh, they did medical experiments on you? They put stuff in your butt? Right? This is what this is what the bros are saying. And I, I, these bros are made up. The, the hypothetical bros, right? Because when it comes to abduction, the abduction there's an abduction narrative according to Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Um it's capture, examination, and procedures. 
conference, tour, loss of time, return, theophany, and aftermath. Now, I don't want to get into all like the, just the technical aspects of this kind of thing because I'm just feeling a little more like... I'm, I'm, I'm feeling more of this like in, a, in the context of social awareness and like our society and where we're headed right now and what we're doing and like this great awakening that people keep mentioning and the shift in consciousness and the idea that disclosure is on the way and baby, 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 I sure hope it is. Disclosure should be on the way. The next person uh, who runs for president, I hope that disclosure is one of their major, major issues president of the United States, to be specific, if I wouldn't say I'm a one issue voter when I was younger, I was, I will tell you this, I'll tell you this and um, without shame or regret, because it's a past version of me and I can't change the past. But I was raised in a very strict Catholic family. When I was younger, I was a one issue voter. I was an abortion voter. If you were pro choice, I couldn't vote for you because I really thought that that was like one of the biggest, like most, most harsh sins, right? I thought it was like actual murder. Um, so when people tell me they're pro-choice, uh, or, or excuse me, when people nowadays tell me that they're pro-life, I don't just immediately dismiss these people as like, you know, if you're coming operating from the liberal side uh, or the pro the pro-choice side being like, oh, these idiots, I, it's, it's a woman's body, blah, 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 blah. It's, I believe that, yes. But I also understand where these people are coming from. And to them, it's the, for lack of a better term, um, because this is what they believe, it's genocide of unborn children. A specific group of people, the unborn children, are being decimated. Now, this doesn't this mindcast doesn't need to be about that. The point is, that's like a very strong belief. You understand that, right? And and so that's where I was operating from. So I was like a one issue voter back in the day when I was very young, when I first could vote, you know, twenty two years ago. Now, flash forward to the year twenty twenty, the next election. A person says the number one on their agenda is disclosure. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply going to be real hard for me not to be a one-issue voter <laughs> i mean that person might get a couple free passes on some things do you understand what i'm saying um although there's certain things i would not be able to look past you know obviously but um but if their number one thing was disclosure you got my attention i'm paying attention here um so Now, when it comes to the lost time phenomenon, I mean, it was in the very first one, the very first reported one. I should, we should be clear, but I should be more clear about that because as we know, it's the 70 year anniversary of Roswell this July. Um, And it is the 56 year anniversary 56-year anniversary of the the Hill abduction. So that's a 14-year lag. Do we believe that in that 14-year period, no one was abducted by aliens? Um, let's assume, for the sake of this conversation, that alien abductions do, in fact, occur. I would argue that Betty and Barney aren't the first people that got lifted taken but they're the first people who reported it or it became known about but 14 years is a long time for aliens to crash on earth and then not be abducting people and arguably even before that because if you crash i'm my guess is that they didn't crash the first time they ever tried to come over i mean you know, you don't know the lay of the land, all that kind of stuff. Maybe there's a storm you're not ready to prepare for. Maybe the first time could make you could make some big mistakes. Sure. But chances are it's not the first time. So they were probably coming here lo- much longer than 70 years ago. And according to certain people, thousands and thousands of years ago. And, and in fact, we may be hybrids already. So there is... There's a lot here when it comes to abductions. This could be a whole series, obviously, and television has capitalized on that. And are there credible people in this world? Well, I don't think you get more credible than Betty and Barney. Because these two, man, like they needed more jazz in their life, you know, more like 
more negative jazz coming their way. They were already an interracial couple in the early 60s, in the late 50s, you know, in the 61 is when it happened. They've already been married. They didn't need more stuff coming at them. And now they're the uh, interracial couple in 1961 America that got abducted, taken onto an alien ship, and they went through past life uh, hypnosis, or not past life hypnosis. They went under hypnosis. This is interesting because it's setting this blueprint for all future UFO investigations. It's like, careful the way you do something the first time because that's the way it's going to get done a bunch afterwards. They say that about relationships. I was watching this documentary and I can't remember the name of it and I'm giving you bad information because it's going. my memory is going to be flawed. But it's interesting because this occurred to me the other day and I may have already mentioned it, but when it comes to past life hypnosis, and I know this is totally off track, but it's all in the same world, man, you know, that... We are, when people are recalling past lives, and if like the smallest uh, minute detail is off, people will be like, yep, yep, see, see, couldn't have been them in the past life because, because that's not the way that thing was. And I don't know why the skeptic talks like that in this situation. I'm being, being unfair. But yet, in our waking life, eyewitness testimony isn't even considered that reliable anymore in the court of law. And I know that because my dad's a judge and I've heard people talk about it and people talk about it. People know this. I think this isn't like, I'm not giving you groundbreaking, I'm not giving you breaking news. Eyewitness testimony is not considered to be all that reliable truthfully in a court of law. Uh, You know, it used to be, oh, you have an eyewitness, boom, you're done for. But now it's like, um, we think you may have been mistook for what you saw. Sound familiar? Sounds like Bigfoot. I'm not saying Bigfoot committed the crime. I'm saying, you know, oh, you think you saw Bigfoot, but I think you're mistook. You're mistaken for what you think you saw. So you've got memory in our current life. Something that could have happened. And I've got fake memories. I've got visual memories of things that never happened to me. Lies that were told to me. So do I believe that ideas and um, thoughts can be planted into your head? Of course, you bet your sweet tush I do. Because I've got some floating around in my brain that never happened. That were told to me to cover up a more embarrassing thing that actually happened. Uh, Me being an idiot little kid who is uncoordinated and clumsy and didn't think he was ever going to be a man. I won't get into the details. I'm sure I've already told the story before anyway. So, when it comes to hypnosis, Betty and Barney are telling essentially the same story here. They, they, they get hypnotized separately. They're given pretty much, for the most part, the same story. And Betty had some dreams that were later... Uh, used as the origin excuse or origin, uh, you know, idea, according to uh, one person who did all who did a lot of work with them, saying that it's very likely that her dreams are what informed all of this, and they just think it happened. And it's a a really weird one-time psychological event that happened to them. But it was not aliens. Interesting. Likely. 
he said. Likely. That doesn't mean it was. Hmm. Let me see if I can wrap this last thought together. Bring it all around. So if our current life memory, our waking life memory, is not to be known to be, uh, isn't considered to be 100% reliable, known to be bulletproof, waterproof, whatever you want to call it, exact replica like a recording device, why would our past life hypnosis sessions give 100% accuracy? Other than if it's a different thing. Maybe it is like accessing a recording device. I don't know. Is it supposed to be more accurate under hypnosis? I don't know. So, if our waking life memory can't be relied upon 100%, where certain details will be wrong, why would uh, our memory under hypnosis of these same events, is it considered, or is it expected, rather, is it expected to be 100% waterproof and bulletproof? Shame, I say, shame. If so. I don't know the ins and outs. I do know that hypnosis is used regularly by all kinds of medical professionals and has not been dismissed by and large by the scientific community. In that way, it is still used. So, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, it's pretty cool, right? You got this couple that's willing to talk about it. That's what's cool. I'm not saying them getting abducted is cool. What I am saying is that they're willing to talk about it is cool. They're taking a chance. They're showing bravery about very very uncomfortable things. Things that they don't particularly care to, to talk about. Antonio, there's a guy named Antonio Vilas Boas from Brazil, 1957. So it's four years before the Hill abduction. Um, also got widespread attention. So like when I say the Hill abduction, I'm kind of talking over here in the Western world, and I, I should have clarified this sooner. But Antonio was 1957. He was a Brazilian farmer. He went on to become a lawyer. Um, he said he was abducted by aliens. Although, you know, according to you know the information, it says that s- similar stories had been circulating for years before this, before '57. Now, um, many skeptics will say that it's a, it's a, a little more than a hoax. Um, I wonder if this is the guy who had something stuck up his butt. You know what I mean? Now, is that what you're wondering? Are you wondering that right now? Oh, Antonio, he's the guy who had the thing up his butt and said it aliens. No, he didn't. Spoiler. He did have sex with a female humanoid on the spaceship, though. So, but um, but it's not like he needed to do it like, hey, it wasn't me situation. It's not like he was married at the time. It doesn't appear. I mean, he was later, he was later married, later became a lawyer, married and had four kids. And he never swayed from his story. Uh, until his death, he he apparently wasn't real happy with what happened up there because the female, who was about five feet tall and had platinum blonde hair and had 
bright red pubic hair and underarm hair um, gestured to him after the, the act was over that she was going to be raising their uh, child in space. And he felt like nothing more than a, quote, a good stallion, end quote, for the humanoids. And uh, lots of questions come from that. I mean, if you get abducted, do you want to have intercourse with a humanoid being while you're up there? And, you know, do what if you are in a serious relationship at the time? Does, does that... Does that uh, does monogamy apply in space, uh, in in inter interracial space relations? Um, I don't know. I I, I would imagine it. I, many people would say yes. But apparently, she didn't seem to enjoy the act very much. I mean, Boas claims he was uh, very attracted. He felt extremely attracted to her. So I'm guessing he enjoyed it somewhat. Now, I can't speak for him, though. Uh, sources say he died in 1992, although he actually died January 17th, 1991. Um, that seems to be the most disputed thing there. It's like, although some people say he died in 1992, he actually died. It's like, why? Well, I don't know why that's a big... I don't know why, why, I don't know why there was confusion there. Um, but he, you know, he stuck to his story. Um you know, people speculated that he was, uh, that he, they suffered from radiation poisoning. He had nausea, body aches, headaches, loss of appetite. Uh, his eyes burned constantly. He, uh, he went on appearing for months, looking like small reddish nodules, harder than the skin around them and protuberant. Painful when touched, each with a small central orifice yielding a yellowish, thin, waterish discharge. These were some lesions that he developed. The skin surrounding the wounds presented a hyperchromatic, violent-tinged area. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to not believe this guy? That's fine. I mean, you don't have to believe him. But he's got a space baby. But what that means is... You're probably familiar how um, different species of animals cannot have offspring that are able to reproduce. So, I mean, you might be able to pull off having a baby with something, but maybe if you're lucky. But that thing will not be able to reproduce anything. That's why all donkeys are sterile or what? No, donkeys and horses can't have babies. Well, they can have a baby, but that baby won't be able to have a baby. Does that make, I think I got that right. So basically what we're saying here is, if, or what I'm saying here is, and I've probably talked about this before, it seems like whatever this humanoid is might be part human because if she's having a baby, if she's trying to get pregnant with Boas's baby, uh, that baby uh, maybe eventually will also be able to have a baby. So there might be some kind of relation. There might be some kind of genetic relation here. And that's why, what other evidence do you need about how dumb racism is? I could, as a white man, have a child with an Asian woman, with a black woman, with a Hispanic woman, and that child would then be able to also have a child. So, case closed. We're not different. 
So anyway, moving on. So you've got this, 1957. So you've got 1957. You've got 1961. You've had stories of abductions circulating amongst through word of mouth, even maybe before this, as they say. So, you know, 1947. Wow. You know, that's Roswell. That's the UFO crash. So 11 years before the 1958 Boas, uh, the alleged Boas abduction. These are the two biggest, oldest ones. These are like the or these are like the the genesis of the abduction Bible stories. Okay, so what's happening now? Have alien abductions actually dipped down? Many people say that reported cases of alien abduction have been on the decline. Isn't that interesting? I do find that interesting because there are more people alive now than there have ever been on the planet that we know of. And um, I'm saying that like there was 7 billion people on the planet in the past. I I doubt it. We'd probably see all their skeletons um, everywhere. So what you have here is you have a history that is going on 70, 60, 50 years, right? Of people being taken by aliens. So if in fact this is happening, which I believe it is, It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And I go back to my last interview with Aaron, the winged creature on the roof. She saw this thing. This thing is real. There are these things. They are real. They live amongst us. Whether it's in this dimension and they 
go back to their dimension afterwards? I don't know. But these things are real, according to people who have seen them. Now, these aren't theoretical mathematical equations. This is not someone saying, if you take 7 away from 16, you're supposed to get 9, and you will get 9. This is different than that. This is people saying, many times with other people there, confirming, backing up their story, which for some reason gives a lot of credence. We like strength in numbers when it comes to stories, especially of the fantastical. Strength in numbers here. Multiple people seeing the same thing at the same time. The unexplainable. The alien. Why would a normal person conjure up a story about being abducted by aliens and having awful things done to them and then going public with it only to receive ridicule, ridicule. Most of the people who have been abducted by aliens do not write books. We should say that. Sure. A, a, a number of them have. But most of the people are not out there writing books about it. So, trying to capitalize monetarily, make money off of it, that kind of thing. These things are out here, and they're real. They're taking us, and we don't know why. Most of us don't know why. Disclosure. Will it happen? Will they tell us? And are they not telling us because of the backlash they may receive once we realize that they've known this whole time? Or how long ever it is that it that they have known. Hey, bygones be bygones. I give you immunity. You come out now, you get immunity, buddy. As long as... As long as... You haven't... Stopped... Like some of the greatest atrocities ever, right? Then you don't necessarily get immunity, okay? If you've chosen to not, you know, kind of do that thing. So, people are being abducted. Taken from their homes. Lost time. That's the big thing. The The memory is gone, right? And then that's where the hypnosis comes in. So, like, these things, there's a blueprint has been made, right? I was talking about earlier about, like, the relationship thing. I don't even think I finished the thought. I'm getting so, I get so, you know, how it is, I get so sidetracked, you know. There's so much to talk about when it comes to this stuff. There's so many different avenues, there's so many little inlets, so many roads, so many alleys we can go down into, so many little bodegas we can stop and shop at. There's so much going on. Hey, stop here and squeeze the fruit. You know, that, hey, that sounded dirtier than I thought, than I meant it to. There's so much going on here. This is a worldwide phenomenon. Now, consider consider, if it happened to you. And it may have happened to you, if you're listening to this. And it takes some real moxie to talk about it. But you are the bridge 
potentially, potentially think, consider this, you may, if this has happened to you, potentially you may be the bridge to the future of the survival of the human race in some kind of hybrid form. Consider that. Are we racing the aliens with the computer robots? Are we racing the clock? Are we trying to come up with, I guess, backup plans? Like if we can't figure out this, is the government working in accordance with extraterrestrials, trying to create human-alien hybrids that can somehow survive and live and exist in different atmospheres on different planets in different dimensions? And are we creating robots um, and trying to get to the singularity? 2029, by the way, is the now the early estimate, which it used to, which is pushed up six years. Um, are we now trying to create singularity in the hybridization of humans and computers as a backup plan or as an alternative? It's like when you walk into In-N-Out Burger, there's like three things on the menu, right? People lose their mind over this place. And I got to tell you, it's, it's good, but like you're losing your mind over this. I don't know. I think it's because it's cheap. So you walk in to the Immortality Cafe, and now you've got human-alien hybrid is uh, your meal option number one, your combo meal. Uh, combo meal number two is the uh, hybridization of human and computer, so kind of a singularity option. And then maybe combo number three is alchemy. And baby, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure this alchemy thing out. It might take me another 20, 30 years. But if alchemy is happening, oh, you know, we're going to... I believe in disclosure about aliens and I believe in disclosure about everything, all esoteric kind of knowledge and things. And I know people might not want to hear this. If you are a member of a secret group or a secret society or a student of one of the mystery schools, you can't make people learn, right? We understand that. I understand that. You can't make people read. But I will tell you this, um, and I don't want this to prevent people from sharing me their secrets, but I will tell you <laughs> that I will tell them to the world. <laughs> I believe in disclosure about aliens. I believe in disclosure about alchemy. I believe in disclosure about immortality and all of this stuff. If you have esoteric knowledge and I happen to happen upon it, I will be sharing it to the best of my ability with the masses. I'm not going to keep this stuff so I can feel special, so I can feel cool. Much in the same way, if I was abducted by aliens, I would hope, I would hope, but I don't know because it's never happened to me. I would hope, though, that I would come forward and talk about it, even in the midst of ridicule and all that kind of stuff. 1957. 1961. Two of the most famous and oldest of the abduction stories. Very soon I will be bringing you an interview with someone who considers himself a contactee and not an abductee. And also very soon I, I hope to be bringing you an interview with someone who considers himself an abductee and not a contactee. I believe, although we haven't really got into that in depth into, the, into that discussion yet. So, And hopefully... A few more, actually, as well. Well, and, and another interview uh, in the pipeline was someone who communicates regularly with extraterrestrials. So we're going to be entering 
an extraterrestrial phase here of the Mindcast, potentially. I haven't had a lot of that. We haven't got into that. As you could imagine, it's a little more difficult finding someone who's been abducted by aliens than it is someone who uh, might be clairvoyant or grew up in a haunted house. Now, there are many other famous abduction stories. Some of them I didn't get into because I think a lot of us who are, you know, we, we probably know this. We know the Travis Walton story a little bit, right? Um, you know, some of the more famous movies that have been made. Well, we know the Whitley Stryber story a little bit, right? So um, this conversation has been very, you know, all over the place probably. But to me, the conversation that needs to be had here is it's the implications of alien abductees and the presence of aliens, the acknowledgement of them, the disclosure of how long we have been working with them or known about them. What are we doing? How are we working with them? What are we working towards? That is important to me. Uh, I'm very curious. I'm a curious. Curiosity killed the cat. Well, guess what? If the cat is half robot, it, it can't die. It could be unplugged, sure, but please don't unplug me. Please don't unplug my, my cat, my robot cat that I inhabit. Please don't unplug the, the hybrid animal robot cat that I am now living eternally through. I don't know. They say, do you want to live forever? I'm not so sure you do, but give me 500 years solid. Hell yeah. I'd like to see where this all ends up. When did we stop believing people? When did we stop listening? Or have we ever really been able to start? Still learning how to use our words. Maybe we'll learn how to use our ears soon enough. That's all I want to know. When did we stop believing people? And why? Is it because we're scared? Because of what they are telling us will force us to change our understanding of the world we live in? Too many unknowns to make us feel safe? That's highly possible. But why? Why do we stop believing people? And why do we choose to make them feel more alone when in fact they're the ones who have gone through an extreme experience? This is when we need to listen the most. Can you imagine the shock, even the trauma? that comes with being secretly taken and whatever done to you. This is when we need to listen to the most. This is when they need us the most. Because if they don't have us, we are them. 
We are abandoning ourselves in the face of alien abduction, unwanted removal, unwanted testing. We abandon ourselves. Do you see? That's why it is more important than ever to listen to these people. And yeah, even giving them the benefit of the doubt and believing them. Well, that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to believe them. I mean, unless they're clearly taking me for a ride. Which could be entirely possible. I'd rather be taken for a ride, giving someone the benefit of the doubt and choosing to believe them about an extraordinary experience uh, that most people would be very fearful to share, especially with someone who might be a total stranger. I'd rather get taken for a ride than never step on the boat, dude. That's no fun. And guess what? I get seasick all the time. I'd rather throw up overboard than never see the whale. <laughs> I was just trying to be dramatic when I said that. Thank you for listening to another 30-year bonus content of Me and Paranormal You. This has been um, about alien abduction. The history of alien abduction gave you a little bit of backstory there, I think, and it was mostly just me kind of like pontificating about like how important I think it is that we accept that this is real, uh, very, very likely real, and that... Um, you know, most of all, I think what I can take from all of this, you know, because as I'm recording these 30-year bonuses, as I'm sure you're probably aware, I'm working through ideas and feelings about these things that are very important, I believe. Um, you know, some things may be more important than others, I guess, depending on who you are and, and what your frame of mind is. Nonetheless, as we work through these things together, hopefully we come to a conclusion that you know where do we operate from do we operate from a place of inclusion and love or from separation and fear i would like to operate from inclusion and love and i'm going to do my best to continue working on that because i have a long way to go and uh, you know i hope i hope i can learn from you so thank you for listening i do appreciate letting me in I hope it's enjoyable. And thank you to the patrons of the Mindcast. I must thank you very, very much. I appreciate your monthly donations. Uh, you're very generous, and it's quite ridiculous. And I appreciate that. Thank you to the people who are coming out to comedy shows. I'll be in Phoenix this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Please check ryansingercomedy.com backslash tour. Me and paranormalu.com. We are over 300 total episodes. Oh, baby, I didn't make a deal out of it, I guess, really. But I, I forgot about it even almost. I did until after after the fact, in, in, in fact. So that means that iTunes, I believe, you cannot access all of the episodes via iTunes. In fact, I think they went to 250 so now you have to go SoundCloud, baby, or to the website, meandparanormalyou.com. SoundCloud backslash meandparanormalyou. Rising on Instagram, meandparanormalyou on Instagram. Uh, I'll see you soon out on the road. And if I don't, I'll see you at the watering hole on the astral plane. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.